the Salem witch hunt isn't over when it comes to mental health. In some countries, severe mental health issues are seen as a moral failure. Today, we have a very special guest. Hey, Chabalala, Kamon's wife. She will share her amazing experience with us. Hello and welcome to the System Podcast. I am your host, Kimon Brown Chabalala, and I am an entrepreneur. A mathematician, an astrologer, and a carpenter. And hello, I am your co-host, Yushima Kamoy, Cherry Burks. I am an author, therapist, and an entrepreneur. Okay, Kamon, before we get into it, you know we have to do something new about you, but we are going to include your awesome wife, Kay. So, if you would you like froze. to- You froze. Go from okay, Kimon. I don't know what happened there. Know, so let's do that. Okay. <laughs> I have to do it because <laughs> I won't see it. I won't see it. Okay. Okay, Kimon. So before we get into the meat and potatoes, I would like to do something new about you with Kay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, fun times. Yeah. I wish you guys could see Kay's face right now. She's like, we're <laughs> not going to be playing these games today. But listen, this is part of the fun. So come on, I know that you have a question. Did you want to ask Kay the question? And I can answer it as well, or you could just ask Kay. Okay, my question is... Yeah, let's do this one. So, hi, babe. If you had to, <laughs> if you had to pay someone to do a job or a daily task that you have to do, what would it be? It would be painting. Painting. You hate painting that much. <laughs> painting every day. Wow. No, say it again. You what? You went low. You have her paint. You have Kay painting something every day. You tearing up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna call it. She's so full of nonsense. <laughs> 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 what would you pay someone to do, Yeshua? If I could have someone to just cover this, the planning, mm -hmm. organizing my life, just yeah, organizing. You need an assistant. Yeah. Properly assistant. I do. I do. So, okay, um, come on. I know that this is something new about you and we usually ask one of us, but I'm interested to know your answer. What would you pay someone to do for you? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would just hire out my life. I would literally pay someone to do every aspect except have sex, maybe cook. Yeah, I'd probably want to do all my cooking or yeah. have my me and my wife split the cooking. But I'd, I'd literally only just have sex, come up with ideas and eat and That's cook. It. That sounds like yeah. I would get a personal trainer, but then I would pay someone to work out with them. Okay. So we're gonna <laughs> <move>. <laughs> Savage. Listen, we need to figure out how to make that happen where we could lose calories with someone else. Okay. So our first question, Kay. First of all, welcome to the system podcast. And come on. Before we get into it, I just want to know, how does it feel to have your wife on the show today? It's interesting because Kay and I, we just have discussions after discussions after discussions. So it's going to be good, I think. I'm all right with it. Looking I think so forward too. to the discussion. I'm excited for you both. I'm excited for this show. So Kay, what do you think people misunderstand about mental health issues where you're from? Everything. Everything. Um, I was I was talking about um, the extreme part where a person loses their mind completely. You know, uh, I mean, when I was a child, uh, my my finger got cut by someone who we we would call them mad, uh -huh. like they're insane. You know, the difference with this one is that they were she she was clean she was a beautiful lady who loves washing herself and dressing up and you know but i i have seen a lot of people especially women who lose their mind and just go stuck naked 
Uh, and I lived in a community in where a person who's lost their mind, they are either dismissed or accused of being witches. Yeah. And they're mostly accused of being witches if they are caught naked in a person's yard or at the cemetery, you know, it, it people couldn't just stop and say, but they could be losing their mind or they could be crazy, yeah? Mm -hmm. And the unfortunate part about it is that because we, people don't stop to think about it, they then go with the popular narrative that this person was caught trying to do something evil at this particular place. And unfortunately, more often than not, that leads to the person being hurt, uh, being killed in the most gruesome of ways. And because of the social media thing, you get to see this happening in different parts of the countries and you realize that the, the narrative is the same. This person is a witch. And I wish that, you know, there could be more discussions and uh, education around this part of the mental issue, uh, mental state where people could be made aware that, <laughs> because with us, being a witch, it's like at night, the witches take off their clothes and they fly around naked. So when they see, a, especially a naked woman who is caught at a place where they are not supposed to be caught at, then they can't be anything else but witches, you see? Mm -hmm. So that's what needs to be uh, talked about or unpacked. Okay, so first of all, that's great. That was great insight because I was wondering what the correlation was between being a witch and being naked. So the ideology is at night, the witches take off their clothes, they fly around naked. So if you're naked in someone's yard, if you're naked outside of your home, they assume, oh, there's a witch right there without mm -hmm. any other explanation. This is what it is nine times out of 10, right? So yeah. where are you from exactly, Kay? I am, I am from South Africa. Mm. Yeah. And but so I don't speak for South Africa as a whole. Maybe uh, There may be people who come from certain areas who, who may say that, no, but to us, it, it is what it is. But like I said, because of social media, you'll find a person posting this video of a person, uh, of a, a naked, uh, a woman going nuts in a particular place who's naked. And they say, there's a witch and, and another area and all those things. So it seems like it's a countrywide thing. And it's, 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 an, it's an issue. It's an issue. And I agree. Um, when I heard this topic, I know you and Kamal had this conversation and I just, I'm elated that you decided to come on here and share your experience with us. Kamal, have you ever had an experience like that where you have seen someone that was ridiculed for having a mental health issue? Yeah, and it's also personal. Okay, so in, in the Jamaican context, we grew up. So the, in person, the interesting thing is that in Jamaica, we, well, where I grew up, I grew up in Montego Bay, but growing up, we would hear the thing, we would hear this thing that someone who is on the street, they're mad, yeah? Mm -hmm. And that means they've got mental health issues. And that's just general. We didn't get told, nobody talked about, okay, there can be this, there can be that and whatever. But the interesting thing for me is that we didn't think that there was anything outside, like homelessness could be caused by other things other than you losing your mind. Then we didn't necessarily think about the bigger picture. Like you'd hear some, and it, it was always the case. Oh yeah, you know, he went overseas and then he sent all his money for someone to build a house. And then he came home and there was no house and he lost his mind. Whereas that did happen to some people because... I can imagine how that would feel. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go through that. But um, unfortunately, mental mental health, and I still think it's an issue because now in the last, I think since COVID, globally we've, we've seen a little switch, but I don't know how big that switch is where people are now talking about mental health a bit more. 
Yeah. And I think it's because we all had to stop and face what we were going through instead of mask like we like we usually do. But yeah, so personally, I grew up in Jamaica where I had mental health issues. And even now I struggle to call it that because I suffer from anxiety and depression. But and growing up, there was a lot that I was going through that I would have to, you know, deal with my my issues with. And at home, they'd just be like, oh, she's mad. It was never, oh, she needs a bit of help or whatever. It wasn't until late that I found out that I had autism, that I had all these emotional issues that needed to be looked at. So, yeah, it's it's tabooed as well. It's very much tabooed and tabooed in a way that we don't face it head on to try to figure out what's wrong, what caused this, why is this person behaving like this? You know, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So Kay and Kamon, it seems like our experiences are very similar, even countries thousands of miles apart. In the US, Black women recently became privy to healthcare for our mental health, right? We were not allowed to be seen as someone who suffered from mental health issues. We just didn't have time for it. We had to support our families. Our men were being locked up and, you know, killed. Oh, sounds much like today. Um, and it hasn't really changed too much. However, we are more aware of the stigmas that's placed upon mental health issues. And so we're more intentional about receiving the help that we need in most communities here. Um, it's still seen as a weakness. It's seen as something that like you are, is a moral failure. It's not seen as something that needs to be addressed on a level with empathy. There's not a lot of compassion for people that have mental health issues. It's almost like you're blamed for it. Um, mm -hmm. And I believe some of that comes from, I believe some of the parents who choose to ignore the mental health issues within their children or their families due to guilt and shame, right? Um, a lot of these parents who ignored the symptoms in their children also suffer from mental health issues. There is a genetic abnormality from parent to child when it comes to mental health issues. We can pass along depression, we can pass along anxiety, we can pass along um, schizoid affective disorder in many different ways through our DNA. It doesn't have to be activated, but we can still have the gene. My mother suffers from chronic depression. I believe that. I have uh, depression and anxiety as well. I believe she has anxiety as well. But because of the masking, like you said earlier, these issues were not addressed. And God forbid if they have to take a pill for it. You can forget it. You know, <laughs> that's like the worst possible thing that you can treat. And I look at it as an extension of ourselves, as a part of ourselves. If this were cancer, we would treat it with the most potent drug possible. Radiation, chemotherapy, some people, whatever. Some people, some people some, will. Some yeah. people will, right? They'll seek um, whatever they could to make sure they take care of that. And it kills the good and the bad. But when it comes to taking care of our mental health, even people who are well-versed, even people who are um, well-educated on the matter, they still refuse to take medications who, which could help them. We have something called pharmacogenomics testing. I know we've talked about this before. Come on, you're one, you're 0.1% of the population who just can't take any medication for anything. <laughs> just full of nonsense in it. <laughs> and I say that because, baby, I need my, for the sake of my family, I'm gonna pop my anxiety or my depression pill once a day to make sure I could keep this happy home together. So later I want to talk about some ways that you navigate your mental health journey without medication, okay? But before we get into it, you know what time it is, come on. I'm taking us to fun facts. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> So here's our fun fact, Yushima. Did you know that your heart can sink to the rhythm of music when you listen to it? Did I, you? 
I did. Is it? I didn't know mm-hmm. that. No, I, yeah, it seemed like a fun fact, but when you say it, it's like not a fun fact, isn't it? <laughs> it's not so remember fact. when it's I came up with the fun fact the about way. our brains? I came up with yeah. the fun fact about our brains and I was like fascinated and I was going on and on and come on, let me go on and on. And she said, yeah, that was not a fun fact. I need to. <laughs> yeah, but it's like this one. It's like, yeah, we just need to think about it, isn't it? Scientific. It's like you're at a party and you're bumping and you're just going, going, going nonstop. But it's the beats. You're so right. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on then. We're going to skip that. Listen to my wife laughing at me. That was good. But and about the heart, you know, your heartbeat can sync to your partner's heartbeat. Yeah. So you yeah. can calm each other down. Okay. Thank you for you. Calm each other down. And, you know, your heartbeat will sync up with hers. And so you'll learn how to calm yourself. Okay. That was good. Good job, Kamal. We're not we're not here. Listen to, to her. She's like that teacher who like you got zero, but it's okay. I'm not gonna fun fact shame you. Okay, is what I'm not gonna do. I refuse to do that. Okay. All right. All right. So okay. I have another question for you. What did that experience growing up seeing people berated and, and you know being actually being called witches? Essentially, they were exercised. What is it called when you um, get someone out of the community? They were not exercised as such. If they survived the lynching and the violence and whatever, they they were lynched. Yeah. So the stigma, you know, is is huge. Yeah. So what did that do to your own mental health? Were you afraid to ever like (laughs) suffer from anything? The funniest thing, it's a fun fact for me. <laughs> I don't, I don't have, a, I don't have phobias or I, I'm not scared of stuff. I, I, but I, I have this intense fear for people who are mad. And I think it comes from that aunt of mine who cut my finger, you know, mm. like I, <laughs> if you want to see, see me lose my mind, just see me around a mad person. And I think it's that childhood trauma that, that you know, comes to the fore, that I, I have this intense fear. That's that's all I have. But I, I, I always take a moment to try and say to people, this person could be losing their mind. You know, uh, I may not convince a lot of people, but I, I'm always aware of the fact that People just don't go around uh, 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 taking off their clothes and stuff like that. And I try to educate as much as I can, but it is <laughs> it, it it is like I don't know what it is. Uh, people refuse to learn new ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, it would take I don't know one because you know especially because we come from a country i come from a country where it there is a huge amount of illiteracy and people don't read to this day people treat uh, suicide as as a selfish act you cannot tell them about depression trying to explain depression in my language is <laughs> is the worst thing there is the 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 popular saying is is that do we have the word depression in our language? Of course we don't. <laughs> so if we don't have it, then what is it? It, it doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. Wow, that is powerful. There's not even a word to describe depression. There's the, it's not even in your vocabulary. It's not. It's literally yep. not a word for it in your language. No. Wow. You see, so how do you, how do you then say this person was depressed or is depressed? You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, you. You have then people who are now educated who are talking about it and try, but a huge number of people out there don't really care about it because it doesn't. What is it? Right. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And when you think about the statistics, as Black and brown people, 
we suffer the most, right? As far as trauma goes and being, you know, um, exposed to trauma, secondary trauma, post-secondary trauma. Um, it's one of those things that is, is so prevalent to where it's become normalized. And when things become normalized, you stop caring about it. You become desensitized to it. But for it to not even be a word for depression in your language, like you said, it doesn't exist. And this is something that really needs to be discussed and talked about. Some videos come on going forward. Maybe we need to put some things out about mental health um, more intentionally to just spread the word to communities that may not have access to education on mental health issues. Um, come on, what about you? Same question. What did the stigma of mental health do for your own mental health? For me, it's more its more than the stigma. Actually, I remember, I, I've told you this before, babe, where, yeah, I, I developed a very intense fear of losing my mind from a very young age, a very intense fear. And it was two things. One, whenever I was sad or angry at home, I'd be called mad, yeah? And to me, it wasn't something nice to say. It wasn't something... It was like, you know, that moment to stop and think, am I really mad? Am I expressing my feelings or am I losing my mind? But then the other thing is, I remember I was in about the 10th grade or so, and I sat down, I was looking through the window. I sat down, I was just looking through the window. I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to what the teacher was saying. And I remember having this out of body experience where I saw myself eating out of a garbage bin. Like I literally saw myself doing that. And I remember just praying and praying and praying and say, God, you cannot do this to me. Whatever you do, you cannot do this to me. So growing up and then going to therapy and all of that, being diagnosed with different things and realizing that, hang on a minute, if I hadn't built up my awareness, if I hadn't been through these things, could I have gone down that path where I was actually eating out of this bin, just living on the street or whatever? So I did have a... I did have a very intense fear when it came to this, like extremely intense. But as far as I've always believed that if you need help, get help. It doesn't matter which, with what. I'm that person who will hold up my hand and say, yeah, I'm smart, but I don't know what you're talking about. You're saying the moon is blue. What's blue? And I don't have a problem with other people thinking I'm stupid. So I've always believed in getting help. So getting into therapy and dealing with that wasn't an issue for me. I just thought that if, and I, I've always believed if there's a problem, it can be solved. There's always a solution available. So I got into therapy very, very early. And throughout my life at different times, I've gone to therapy because I think that it's important that I don't end up being that person who is living on the street. I remember with Whitney Houston growing up, I'd always think to myself, what's wrong with her and can somebody help her? So I never wanted to be in that state where I've lost my mind completely and I'm depending on someone, not to say that she lost her mind, I don't know what was happening to her, yeah? Mm -hmm. But I think there were some mental health issues. I'm not her doctor, guys, don't come for me. But yeah, um, seeing that and seeing all of this around me, I remember having my aunt's brother, She's my father's sister, but she has a brother with her on her mother's side, so, but my uncle. So I remember him being this very nice person, very, very lovely person who had it all together. He was traveling all the time. He was doing things. And then one day I passed him. He was just sitting down on the street. And he, that even makes me emotional. He was just sitting down on the street and he'd lost his mind. And I remember just thinking, what could we who were around him. I was very young. I must have been about 16, 17. But I thought, what could we who were around him do to not for this to not have happened? Like, why did he talk to someone? Why didn't he talk to us? Why didn't he say that he wasn't feeling well and all of that? So I've seen enough to, to know that, yeah, I've, I've got to look after my mental health and I've got to keep it together. Because if I don't keep it together, who's to say that someone's going to look after me? Oh, that's a follow-up question I wanted to ask you, and you just answered it, was what caused you to have this intense fear of losing your mind? But that experience with seeing your beloved uncle, who had all his faculties, he was, you know, 
aware, he was loving, he was fun. To see him in a different state of mind, which was beyond his control, right? That's that C word again, but we'll get into that another time. That's another, <laughs> that's another podcast topic, right? <laughs> when we have any ailments that's beyond our control, it's terrifying. It's scary because what if this takes me out? What if this is the one thing that can bring me to my knees? right? And uh, what if I never recover from it? That is an intense fear and it's valid. As a therapist, when I put my life in a book and sent it to Tamron Hill Press and they <laughs> published it, um, I was terrified that I would be exposed as a fraud. You didn't show it. It was all through the book. Um, I held it together best as I could in real life, right? But when it finally overtook me and I succumbed to depression, when I succumbed to the anxiety behind having to appear to have it all together while my son was trying to kill me, my daughter was linking up with my mom, who is my, apparently my arch nemesis. I don't know what that's all about. But when I felt like the world was against me and I was at my lowest and I could no longer hold it together, um, that was scary for me because I had so much on the line. You know, when you have a license to practice mental health and you find yourself in a position where you're vulnerable and you're going through the mental health process of, you know, trying to get yourself together it was very scary for me. But then I had to step back and think about the fact that first of all, I'm human. Second of all, I did everything within my power to make sure I stayed and remained ethical with my clients and my sessions. I made sure I took care of myself when I noticed that I started having issues. I immediately got back into therapy, which was something I never really stopped, but I may have not, I didn't go regularly. Um, and to this day, I go every other week. I was going every week and now I go every other week. And I think it's important to have that unbiased ear to listen to you. Some sessions, because I'm doing fine, I just talk about my week, you know, so I'm not feeling like I'm unloading on someone else. It's important to have these outlets, to have someone to discuss things with. And they may be able to see a pattern of behaviors that we can't see, even if we are professionals in this in this field. Um, yeah, that got heavy quick. So let's move on to what are you reading? <laughs> you see right. how she just drops the topic and just move on. <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> when I start to feel those feelings, it's time to go. All right. So what are you reading? First of all, I'm reading this book called Home for the Summer. What Would They Do by Rachel Barber? I found this on the Tamron Hill Press website. I always go there first when I'm looking for a new interesting book. This book was for my son. I got it for Jackson. He's 10 years old. And it's so cute. And it's a children's book about fun adventures during the summer breaks. And summer break is coming up soon. I wanted him to have some ideas about what he could do to make sure he enjoys himself. And it's some fun family activities that we may try as well. So Kay and come on, what are you reading? <laughs> I haven't started any new books for the week yet. I haven't yet. I just finished um, Zane Michaels Among Us. So I ju literally just finished that. Now I need to pick something else, but I might be reading for work because I'm trying to pick up some new books to publish and I might just be reading through some to select a few. Okay. Yeah. I don't read. I'm tired of reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is like. I mean, I started reading when I was eleven, hey? mm -hmm. and I I have a spirit that really gets sick of stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, I stopped reading when I was in my thirties so, because I think I had I've, I've read myself out. But you were just reading this. Um, I don't remember the name, but you just had this romance book that you were reading through yeah <laughs> but it's a problem you see living with a with a 
a wife who's an editor, you know, you read these books and you're like, huh, my wife could edit this. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's rubbish, as Kamal would say, it's our rubbish. Let my wife fix this for you. So I read it after a while, it frustrated me and I, I, I stopped. Yeah, she kept saying, yeah, I think this sentence needs to be rephrased this way. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lord. No, no, the commas that were missing and there was, there was a lot. So I... It was a lot going on. So through osmosis, Kay has become an editor and she gets frustrated reading you all's horrible, horribly written books, <laughs> even if you're published. It doesn't matter. Okay, because come on. Oh yeah, this this is a this is a New York bestseller, and I had to say to Kate at one point, babe, just read it. She kept saying, "Huh? So how do you just become a bestseller? Do you have to know someone? Because I don't understand how this is a bestseller." No, no, no. But I really do think the author manipulated the thing because all all her contributors are from the New York Times. You know, how is that? I mean, all six of them. They're all they're saying, you know, this person is that, that, that this person. You read it, you read this thing like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The storyline doesn't even make sense. So, Never so you have to, you have to know somebody, you know. And it's who you know. It's not what you know. Thank you. It is who you know. I agree with you, Kay, because I know my book better be on the number one bestsellers list. So. You better take those New York, uh, New York Times people out to to lunch. I'm gonna have to. So come on, we need to hurry up and get some more followers so we can get some money so I can take these people out to lunch and do a little show. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys hear that? Come. <laughs> come, people. I have work to do. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So that is what we are reading. Now, we're about to summarize or close this for today. However, I do want to know one more thing. Actually, come on. This is your thing. You're supposed to ask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're going to wrap it up. But before we do that, I want to ask one question to all three of us, I suppose. What changes would you like to see, especially for, especially for Black women? I mean, this month is, you know, Women's Month, but I want to focus this on Black women, especially, for, especially as Black women for Black women's mental health. Does that make sense? What changes would you like to see occur for black women's mental health. Shall we start with you, babe? I, I wish people could talk more. I I come from a, a community that says, you can't talk about your problems. Mm. You know, when you talk about your, what's happening in your life, people are like, ah, you shouldn't, you should shush. And I think that that also makes matters worse. You see, because we, we we go out there with these smiles and we pr we pretend everything is well and, you know, when things are falling apart. So if you don't have people to talk to, you don't go to a therapist, what, what else is there for you? You see? So, and we, we, the nicest thing about South Africa, we have what we call societies. It's like a group of women or men or mixed groups where we, it's like a, a club of people who meet once or twice a month. Imagine if it's a club of women, we just sit there and talk about anything and everything. But people are so, are so, are so worried about what would others say that they, they just continue with their pretense. So I, I think, I wish people could talk more. That sounds like a good support group idea, an international women's mental health support group. The issue with that is a lot of times you end up preaching to the choir, right? It's, mm -hmm a task to get the people involved who really need it. You'll end up with a lot of people who are educated on a topic like yourself, and you'll find that those are the ones that will log in. But I think we have to go to them in order for them to really get the message um, because they're not going to come out to us. Very few will come out to us seeking help and respite. Um, from mental health issues or just thinking uh, validation. Okay. Come yeah. on. It's interesting because mine would be, you know, piggybacking on, on that where it's where we could trust each other more and judge each other less because 
we're all, we're three strong women. And a lot of people, if we open our mouths to them and say, you know what, I'm going through this. The first thing they'll say is, no, you can't go through that or you can't have been through that because you're so strong. And it's not just with that, but people constantly judge. Like you say, okay, my husband walloped me and now it's affecting me this way. Oh, get over it. You know what I mean? You're strong, you're this, get over it. Or, oh, and you still stay with him. You still walk around here like you're happy. Like if we could just judge less and allow people to just speak their truth and offer advice where we can, yeah? And not just not judge by not saying what we're thinking, but develop that practice of not being judgmental because then it will, I think it will make it more possible for people to just be themselves and to speak about what they're going through because now they're in a, in a place where they feel safe, where they feel like, okay, I'm talking to my sister. My sister is going to tell me everything to my face. We're going to be done with it. I'm going to get some help. I'm going to go home. I'm going to be good. Yeah. I'm going to put things into practice. Whereas now it's like, yeah, I've told you Shima that, but mm, should I be worried? Should I be not worried? You know what I mean? And you shouldn't have to go through that. I can count on one hand the amount of women I can do that with, where I can just, you know, lose my inhibition and say, this is what that bug has done. This is how I'm feeling. You know, I can text you. I can text my two friends and say, girl, I'm having a tough time. I feel like I just don't want to wake up today. Yeah, I feel like my whole world is falling apart. And there'll be a phone call. There'll be us talking to each other. And I can, I never have to worry that my friend is taking my business out there and my friend is disrespecting me or anything like that. I think women need more spaces like that. There's some women who will say, I don't have friends. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm lucky because I still have some left, but some people have just given up entirely because everybody has, you know, betrayed their trust in one way or another. Yeah, I, I, I don't know whether now I'd come from a point where you shouldn't care. You, you see, I come from that, that, that school of thought that says people are going to talk, are going to talk anyway. I, I offload on you. What you do with it is your business. Mm. I am healed. You mm-hmm. understand? Mm. So if, if my issues are so much that you, you sit there and think, hey, I'm, 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 better, I'm a better person than this. That's your problem. Now yeah. I'm healing. You see, because we all have our issues. And now when I tell my story, you know my story is, is like extreme. I tell it every time. Mm-hmm. But it leaves me a better person. What the next person does with it, it has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And if 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 those of us who, who need that, you know, who need to offload, who need people to listen, if we were to just not care about how they listen, what they do with what they, they they hear from me and whatever, wouldn't we be better off? Yeah. I'm glad that she said that because she's taught mm-hmm. me that. And because before I used to worry about what, what other people know about me. No, I don't care. I don't. But yeah. We'll say, That's true. They, they, they don't buy you a pack of tomatoes to make, to make that gravy <laughs> to eat with your pot. Right. <laughs> you know, to make stew. To make stew. So essentially, yeah. you don't owe them anything and who cares what they think? Like, yeah. who cares what they think? That's yeah. good. That's a good way to look at things. It's like my husband is on this uh, podcast with us. So I'm going to call you Juan for the rest of the podcast because that's exactly how he feels about life in general. He's yeah. like, I do not care about compliments or complaints. He is yeah. He doesn't receive any with any differentiated weight because he said the same people that will compliment you one day will complain about you the next. So I give it all the same. I take it or I leave it. It doesn't really matter to me. So that really helped me to put things into perspective because I get concerned about what people think of me because it can affect my livelihood. It can affect my licensure. It can affect, you know, a bad rumor, a com- too many complaints or, you know, whatever it is could really affect my livelihood. But at the end of the day, I have a father who created me, who has protected me through the worst possible situations. And I can't live my life in fear. So I live my life in truth. And I agree with you, Kay. Um, Just live your life, tell your story. And whoever's blessed from it is blessed from it. And whoever chooses to weaponize it, let them weaponize it. But no weapon formed against you shall prosper. 
if that's what you believe, right? Mm-hmm. And I am, listen, I've had several things pointed at me and none of them have come out um, victoriously, okay? Yeah. So, yeah. And one thing that I believe that we need to do as Black women regarding our, our mental health is first acknowledge it. We have to be willing to acknowledge that there may be something wrong with us. If we're extremely sad, if we're too tired, if we feel hopeless, if we feel angry, if we have high highs and low lows, if you hear people using terms about you like, oh girl, you're crazy or what's wrong with you. While we shouldn't internalize those things and take it as a moral failure, we should take, you know, I don't want to say accountability, but take the responsibility to identify whether or not this could be a mental health issue. How do you do that? You call your mental health department. You ask your insurance company for the name of a therapist that you can go to that's covered. If you work a job, they usually have employee assistance programs, which they call EAP here in in the United States. Um, you can call 211 here in the United States and ask for free mental health services. You can go to a hospital here in the U.S. And I want you to tell what resources you have in the U.K. And, you know, if you know any in South Africa. But you can go to the hospital if you're having a psychotic break. They can get you regulated on medications. And then you follow up with a mental health provider once you're released and they can give you a list of mental health providers. And there's a social worker on site that can help you find services and resources if you need them, if you can't afford it, because not everyone is working, not everyone can afford mental health. But here, if you get something called social security benefits, SSI, I think it's nine times out of 10, you get free mental health services they go hand in hand. So if you're not working, but you receive monthly benefits, check out your mental health benefits as well, because you very well may be eligible for mental health um, coverage as well. And like Kay and Kamon said, talk to someone. Talk to someone that you trust. Kay said, talk to anybody, because you could trust them or not. I feel better once I unload and don't know <laughs> you when I move on. <laughs> so do that. Talk to people. Get, get, get the word out there, because you never know what information you will receive back or who you may be helping in the process. And also um, forgive yourself and take it easy on yourself. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some grace. But we also need, as as us, we're talking about this, we we also need to always remind ourselves to to just be there for people, just listen. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even have to, to have or to 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 or offer an opinion. Sometimes people just want you to just listen and say, "I understand." Or oh, I get yeah. it. You know, and it 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 may change a person's life somehow. I agree. We need to yeah. show up better. All right. Before we wrap it up, though, mm-hmm. before we wrap it up, I'm gonna give us a break from that. It's been heavy. Okay. Let us go to naughty or nice. Shall we let Kay do not your noise today? Okay. Yes. yes. Welcome to our show. It's Welcome. your turn today. You're gonna do it with Yushima today. It's your turn. You, well, it's Yushima's turn, and you're gonna do it with them. So <laughs> people should know I'm under I'm here under protest. So <laughs> <laughs> you're here nonetheless. Nonetheless. All right, come. So tell me. Would you rather have to spend an hour naked inside your workspace? Yeah, at work in your office or be dropped off naked somewhere and have to find your way home, like maybe 10 miles from your home. <laughs> Which one? You have to choose you one. Let us pick naughty or nice. How do you know I want a naughty? Come on, went straight to know. What if I want a nice? Whether you're naughty or nice, that's what you this guys are getting. This is neutral. This is neutral. Yeah. Okay, okay. Which one would you prefer? Okay, I'll let our guests go first. I don't do nakedness. <laughs> but Muta, you have to choose. You, Muta, you really have to choose. So you have to pick one. You have to pick one. Come. At, which one? At work. At work? Yeah. Hey, where I come from? I could be lynched. This oh. is a witch. <laughs> we just talked about this. Come on. Gosh. You said literally. 
And she put you in the community and at work, Kay. Wow. <laughs> you see, this woman. <laughs> but you have to choose one. Let's talk about this. Poor Kay. Lord. Yeah. I'm with Kay on that. I'll be naked at work, you know. Wait, yeah. with this body or my new body? Do I have my new no, body? No, this my new body, I'll be 10 miles out. But my this body, I'll do it at work. Because I don't care what they think. <laughs> I would be 10 miles out because you can always dodge and weave. You can hide in the bushes to get home or something. With at work, they're for sure going to see you. Me, I would even like stay and wait until nighttime no. to get home. <laughs> I have an office, so I just go in there and close the door. <laughs> Yeah, well, so you do that. Work is fun, yeah. <laughs> and it's only an hour, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's only an hour. That okay. was good. I'm going to ask Juan that question. He better not be <laughs> naked at work. He better not be naked anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but he has to choose. Maybe he won't. Maybe I won't ask him that question. I don't want to give him no idea. <laughs> oh, not my God. Okay, Kay, we're about to wrap up. But before we do, know what question do you wish we had asked you today and what answer would you have given I don't have any questions that I wish you could have asked we did a good job oh don't you we covered everything oh, wow. so we're superstars hey I take that, that I, I, I come you. from a very beautiful country yeah that's yeah. right <laughs> that's right so Kay just wants to remind us, look, this is not the whole of the country. There are beautiful things that come out this country as, ah, yeah. as well as Kay. The, the people also are like awesome, awesome. True. They love receiving people from, you know, you know like visitors mm -hmm. from outside. And when I say outside, you could be in, in Soweto, like in a, a province, we call them provinces, you'd call them state. Mm -hmm. And you go to a different province, and people would just love having you there and celebrate and stuff. So, I mean, wait till I take you to South Africa. People are, like, hey, she's American. Listen, they're just going to go crazy. So, Thailand and then South party. Africa. Yeah, I'm South ready. Africans, you just show up, and there's a party happening for no, you. No, no. They'll say, Oh, come, come. We we'll make you a party. Yeah. You're like, huh? Always we'll celebrate you a party. We'll They'll be losing me. It's fair. Wow, they protest here, so it's a totally different vibe in the U.S. They protest, they try to get you out. It's horrible. So maybe I would enjoy having my very first party in South Africa. I've never had a party before. Oh Lord, it's really? going to be a, <laughs> and no, you can't say that's when you get there because then everyone will throw you a party. And oh, she's never had a party. I receive oh, it. There's another word we don't have in our language: get crushed. We don't have that. So everyone is welcome. Oh, yeah. See, that sounds so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Because I'm going to tell you, sometimes we put a stigma on an entire country due to one issue that we may have. And you guys, before y'all start coming at me, talking about, oh, we'll leave the U.S. if you don't like it, blah, blah, blah. Shut your face. No one has to be here. Okay. I love my country. This is my country, too now yeah. and i can say what i want to say because Kay said not to care what none of y'all have to say <laughs> back to me. and i can say what i want to say and i'm gonna say it and i'm not gonna take it back unless this is gonna affect my livelihood <laughs> I, retract, I retract all statements that go with other than that, I'm standing ten toes down. All right, ten toes. Not scared. That's right. Come on. What are you manifesting? What are you manifesting for the week? This week, oh, I'm I'm heading right back into hell week. So this week, I'm manifesting some calm. I'm manifesting some calm. I'm manifesting my wound behaving. Not being, you know, so out of sync as I was last month, because last month was horrible, like yeah. horrible, horrible, horrible. So manifesting just being okay this week, really. So attach that to how you're managing your PMDD, your mental health journey without medication. What are you doing differently? That's helping wow. you now. Excuse me. 
<laughs> joy <laughs> happiness yeah but it's true you know you said that and yeah I often feel a bit scared to say this to people because I've only just started experiencing it but two years ago I was in turmoil a lot of turmoil and I remember when Ken I started dating I explained to her that I have this condition and this is what happens so yeah, you can be upset with me, but what I cannot deal with is a brawl, the you picking on me and making it worse because you can make it worse. I've spent, so, what, two years or just over two years in a relationship where I was just triggered, triggered, triggered constantly. And whereas with Kay, I can say, babe, I don't want to talk about this now. I can't handle it. Or she'll even say, babe, do you remember that you have that to do for work? And I'll be like, no, no, I can't handle it. I'm not in that state now. My womb is throbbing or whatever. Then Kate takes it on as, okay, I'll remind you when you're feeling better or whatever. There's no backlash, yeah? There's no, but you've got to do it. You've got to do it, yeah? yeah. So that that helps because I'm with someone who respects that I'm going through this. And though she's never experienced it, she tries to, and she's seen when it's bad. She's seen when it's bad. So Kay reminds me to drink my water. She makes sure I'm eating on time. I'm getting up to pee. I'm doing the things that I need to do. And that helps massively, 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 massively. I did say I want to talk about this on my, um, and I'm going to talk about it on my, yeah, we're going to have to cut that. Cut from I did say, because I'm going to post it this week. So if you checked out my, um, my, what do you call this thing? TikTok. I spoke about this last week where I spoke about what happened that triggered my PMDD so bad. I cannot handle stress during my, my PMDD, my hell week. I cannot handle stress when that thing is coming on and I'm like, okay, I'm in that, I'm in that period now. I need to take things calm. I need to eat. I need to do this. I need to do that. But then we can't control all the outside factors. I can control what's happening in the home. Yeah. And that finally I can control that because before I couldn't, I was with people who just didn't care. So my new relationship has made a huge difference with that, a massive, massive difference. And then I can't take meds, as you know, I really can't. I, I just can't. I've been, they've tried different stuff and it's like, yeah, this makes it worse. I can't do this to myself. So I've had to manage it with food, manage it with um, keeping calm. I've managed, I've had to manage it with, um, what is it? my binaural beats my you know different type of medication meditation music and stuff like that but nothing to do with medication because I can't I just can't so for example in the next few days I'm going back fully like full time I think I just have my um yeah but I'm going back full time on my what do you call it carnivore diet because that's helped me in the past where I'm very very calm and my womb doesn't give me as much problems so now, now that I've been upset again, does that make sense? Now that I've been upset again, now I just have to go full on and just get every back, everything back on track with that. With my depression, therapy, 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 therapy. I can't, if I, if I won the lottery tomorrow and I found, <laughs> and I found out that my therapist, you know, was in a bad spot and needed, you know, a house or something, I'd buy her a house. Because that lady gave me back my life in so many ways. You know, when you're when you're going through things and you think a lot of things come to your mind, a lot of things. And then when you're in a depressive state, having deal, having to deal with anxiety, you question yourself a lot, like constantly. Like, is this just my mental health? Is it what is it? Am I really seeing this for what it is? Yeah. So mm -hmm. I could go to her and say, this is, this is what's happening. This is how I'm seeing it. Can you please help me to, you know, understand this? And she was brilliant. She, want, she wasn't one of those therapists who just sat down and did nothing. And then you walked out and she collected your money. Now she helped me work through things like proper work, work through things. And I appreciate that. Like that, that is what I have to do for my mental health. Now, Kay and you and my two friends, one in America, one in Jamaica, you guys are the ones I can talk to about everything. But I'm not calling people crying anymore, trying to figure out what's wrong or trying to help me figure out things. I've not been to my therapist in a while because I don't need it. I'm in a much happier place now. I am happy. I'm fine. I didn't know that this existed. You know what I mean? And I keep saying it because it's true. I didn't know that there was a life like this for me on the other side. I had no idea. Yeah, it makes all the difference. So what I'm taking from that is
if you have a loved one, a family member, a partner who suffers from mental health, do everything that you can to learn about it. Do your research, become well-versed about it. Be kind, especially when they need you the most and do not, do not under any circumstance, don't weaponize their mental health issue against them. Kay showed up, almost cured Kamon's PMDD child. Listen, they <laughs> step out of South Africa, honey. You hear me? Just like with that. You know, he showed up and he healed some of my stuff. So happiness is a factor in the way that we process things. Um, even if we can't stop it, we can modify it. We can adapt and adjust it so it won't be uh, dehabilitating. Like yeah. it would be if you weren't happy. Okay, that was good. Thanks, Kamal. Okay, what are you manifesting for this week? Peace. It's hey. it's, <laughs> it's it's those two weeks that are tough. So, peace. Okay, you need your therapist because these two weeks are tough on you. Okay, come on, close it. Close, move, move. It's okay. <laughs> Blink twice if you say. Are you saying? <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> I'm sitting <laughs> Because <laughs> it's not just hell week for Kamon, it's hell week for Kay too. Yeah. Week for both of them. Kay walking on eggshells. She has become a ninja. She's mm -hmm. learned how to navigate the house and not make noise. You know what to cook? Do I cook this? Do you? How do you want this? Like poor Kay. So she's stressed out. Come on. You may not need therapy, but you get Kay her therapist this week so she could complain about you without it being a problem. <laughs> do you wanna yes I, I know who to call you know who to call <laughs> you're full of nonsense <laughs> yeah. yes that's right now at the end of the day our loved ones deserve the same support that we have um, me and Kwan have been to therapy together he has not been separately but um, we went together and he was like I need you to fix her you know what I'm saying? And the therapist was good. So she was like, I'm going to help both of you, right? Because sometimes we think we need to fix our partners, but we both need it at the time. All right. So what am I manifesting? I am manifesting the same thing that Kay is manifesting peace, peace of mind. No matter what I have going on, I just want to manifest and maintain my peace of mind and just allow things to kind of happen, experience them and keep moving. It can be overwhelming when we look at our list, our to-do list for what we have to do in the upcoming week or whatever. Um, so I'm just going to be mindful, be present in each moment and not think about what I have to do later. I'm just gonna remain present. And that helps me with my peace of mind. I know when I start to uh, check off the different things I need to do. And I start thinking about how am I going to get it done in this amount of time, it can absolutely cause um, anxiety. So just remaining present and just having my perfect peace. That is what I'm manifesting this week. Okay, guys, we're about to wrap this right on up. I just want to thank you. I want to thank our special guest, Kay Chabalaba. <laughs> say your first name again. Say it. Say it. Listen to her first name, y'all. Say it. Kelabuhili. Kelabuhili. <laughs> yes. Thank you for being here with us. I love your name. I love your energy. I love you. And you are an awesome, awesome person. And I have never seen Kamon smile as bright. I've never seen her uh, live out loud like this in her authentic self. And I am just excited to see you guys continue to manifest wellness, manifest the freedom to love and be loved and manifest abundance and prosperity in your relationship. That's what I'm speaking over you. That's it. Okay, we're gonna keep on. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. You're welcome. You're welcome. Y'all ain't gonna make me cry today because my makeup is... <laughs> on point okay so we're gonna keep on going and listeners thank you so much for joining the system podcast remember to like our video subscribe follow and share 
That's right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to listen to our podcast every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Central and 1 p.m. GMT. Remember to also follow us on social media. It is at The System Podcast. Guys, as you already know, System is S-I-S for sisterhood. If you find us on one of these platforms, you can find us on all of them. Our link tree is connected. If you just want to find our link tree, it is link tree. You know how that's written. And then it's the system podcast. That's right. And don't forget to check out our channel, our YouTube channel on Wednesdays and Thursdays for more video content. And we can't forget Mukbang Monday. Mondays come on so yeah the first one came out yesterday guys so well we well what is it this is our second week of mukbang this so is don't second. forget to go and check that out we check are on, out. on Mondays as well absolutely and join us well pretty soon we will be going live at five eventually but you guys we need more followers you guys are listening but we need you to subscribe. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. You understand? That would help to get us into the algorithm so other people can find sisterhood system. So we need you to be proactive. Share, comment, and subscribe. All right? I've been your host, Yushima Kamoy, Cherry Burks. You've been our guest, told them. Oh, I've been the guest host. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I've been the guest. You put the brown in there. I forgot about the brown inside. <laughs> she forgot about me. Oh. <laughs> and I've been your host. Come on, bro.